Shall we go on to the word of God this morning? It's a joy to study God's word. Shall we turn our Bibles to Luke's gospel chapter 19 and verse number 5. Luke's gospel chapter 19 and verse number 5. We could read the whole passage of the story of Jesus visiting the house of Zacchaeus. But because we are all aware of it, I'm skipping the story and going to the key verse that we could look at. Luke 19 and verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. We all know that uh, Zacchaeus was a man who was short. Jesus was coming that way. He wanted to see Jesus. He was curious. And um, so he got up on a sycamore tree and he was trying to uh, get a good uh, view of Jesus coming his way. And as he was waiting and Jesus passed by and he was coming uh, that side, He looked at Zacchaeus on the tree and he says this, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house today. And then the story goes, you know, how Jesus went to the house of Zacchaeus and, um, you know, immediately he was convicted of his sin and he said, if I had wronged anybody, I'm going to go and repay back four times. And what was his profession? Tax collector. And so obviously, he had probably amassed a lot of wealth uh, you know as he was collecting taxes uh, you want to pay less tax you pay me something and i will <laughs> you know um, put less tax for you maybe something like that in some way he earned money and uh, he was guilty of it and as soon as jesus came into the house he was convicted so badly <clears throat> that he wanted to go and repay back four times um, and he quickly does that. He was convicted. He was touched by the presence of Jesus. Uh, he came to a realization of uh, his own sinfulness and his own need for a savior and his own need for repentance as Jesus came uh, into his house. Just the very presence of Jesus, just the very encounter of Jesus, just the very visit of Jesus to the house of Zacchaeus brought about a repentance and a transformation in his life. And here I find um, this method of Jesus uh, reaching out to people and even as we heard last Sunday as Pastor Harry talked about how it's important to do the work of the Lord and what hinders us to continue on the same lines this morning i'm going to talk to us about the stages in evangelism in fact i spoke uh, this last sunday evening and because most of you were not there i want to repeat that um, and some of us a uh, few of you were here last sunday evening maybe you might be hearing this for the second time it's good um, you know some senior pastor used to say if the nail has to go into the wood you need to keep hammering it again and again and then the nail goes in so sometimes it's okay to hear it again and again <laughs> all of you who came last sunday evening say amen <laughs> all right and so you find jesus coming to the house of zacchaeus and jesus's model of evangelism is so much incarnational even as he came into the world as god became man incarnated into this world took upon himself humanity and put on flesh and blood in the same way he comes and when he meets with people he takes this incarnational model uh, where he comes to be with them he comes to their level in fact we read that verse this morning when we go back to psalm 138 and what does it say there if you read that verse in that passage carefully in psalm 138 we find in verse number 6 though the lord is exalted he looks kindly on the lowly though lofty he sees them from afar 
though the lord is high and exalted he is holy and glorious he lives you know he his being is such that no man can see him and live you know he and he and this great holy god awesome powerful god comes down to our level comes down to the lowly and that's exactly what jesus did when he came down from heaven to earth and even his ministry was so much incarnational where he goes to the house of sinners how would this holy god come to a house of a sinner and he says zacchaeus i must stay at your house today and he comes to visit his house and at different times you see jesus actually visiting the house uh, the homes of sinners tax collectors and then the pharisees who are the religious leaders of the day they frowned at what jesus was doing you're a holy man a teacher of the word of god you come and go you go to the house of a sinner and he was eating with them how can you have be spending time with sinners and they accused him by saying you know he's a sinner friend of sinners uh, a glutton you know they 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 put so many different kinds of names on jesus do you see him so much going into their lives spending time with them being where they are at he did not look at zacchaeus when zacchaeus was up on the tree oh sinner be saved <laughs> he said zacchaeus i want to come to your house <laughs> you know it's powerful sometimes what jesus does is so radical <laughs> he looks at the woman who is caught in the act of adultery and when everybody was using the law to accuse her and to condemn her jesus was talking to her and said you know anyone who is without sin let him be the first to cast a stone and he tells her is there no one who cast a stone at you <laughs> everybody went one by one and then jesus says neither do i condemn you go and sin no more and so he was talking to adulterous people he was talking to sinners he was talking to uh he was going to the homes of sinners eating with them spending time with them of course a brief um you know the the gist of the message that he spoke or what touched their life was recorded there but certainly if he was going to have a meal and he was there having a meal with a family he would have spent at least over an hour at least right and i'm sure he would have talked about all kinds of things they would have asked him where's your house aren't you getting married you're almost 30 <laughs> if it was india definitely they would have asked him <laughs> they would have had common normal conversations right some of you are wondering is he blaspheming normal he was a normal man he was as normal as any human being you know visiting people he was talking he was tired he was asleep he was hungry he wept he has emotions he's not an impersonal some kind of a being uh, you know like a spirit being walking around he was as normal as anybody that's why we call i call it an incarnational model and and it's important that we come to the level of people we need we need to uh, you know be willing to let go of who we are in terms of what kind of tradition or background we come from and be able to adapt and connect with people at their level in their culture what they know and how they live their lives amen you walk into some homes and when they offer you a cup of coffee and if you refuse and say no 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 i don't want to drink coffee just because they don't believe in jesus they'll get so offended right hello yes and so it's okay to have a meal or coffee with them <laughs> amen don't think some demon from inside that coffee is going to enter into your stomach <laughs> and mess you up don't be afraid it's important that we need to 
be able to connect with people and that's uh, what Jesus did he came down to their level he uh, whoever he met and you go through those passages where Jesus is meeting with different kinds of people with the pharisees with the hypocrites who were showing off putting off a false religiosity without true spirituality he took them head on he said you are like whitewashed tombs you are like blind guides he challenged them he he exposed their hypocrisy he exposed their uh, you know a falsehood and how they were lording it over them and he took them head on but when it came to an unbeliever when it came to someone who did not know him when it came to somebody who needs to be saved he came he took a different route amen hallelujah praise the lord and if you go down into different passages of scripture and different stories of uh, how jesus is you know interacting with different kinds of people you will find that he is not having this the stronger helping the weaker or the bigger um coming down to the smaller or the richer coming down to the poorer and saying come on do this i'll give you some money that's a very western model and that's what they would do they would give you all the money and they will remote control you <laughs> and they say do this and do that and do it our way and this is how we do it in america and that's how you have to do it in india and it won't work that's not incarnational method of missions but this is going to the people and understanding their context understanding their culture and and uh, connecting with them building relationships with them don't be afraid to build a friendship with someone who does not believe in christ you can chat with them you can have a conversation with them amen you can invite them to your house Jesus went to the house of Zacchaeus it's okay for you to go visit an unbeliever Amen And that's what Jesus said when he sent them out two by two he said go into any house and if they welcome you go there stay with them eat what they serve you connect with them that's what go back and read Matthew chapter 10 we don't have time to read the whole thing right now but this is an incarnational model that you see where Jesus actually comes to their level why three quick reasons because Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost in Luke 19 verse 10 in that same verse he says in the same story he says in verse 10 for the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost he yes came to save but it also says he came to he came to come on everybody say seek hallelujah you need to start seeking yes seeking god but here it talks about seeking sinners <laughs> seeking that which was lost it's important that we go seeking for the lost <laughs> hallelujah seek and to save he came to look for them he came looking for us <laughs> he didn't sit up there in heaven and say if anybody comes to me let them be saved he came down he was born as a human being he left the glories of heaven and came to us and he came and mixed with sinful people and he was constantly hearing the insults and the uh, you know all kinds of accusations and they called him by names and everything the god of heaven and earth why should he have to bear all kinds of insults and all kinds of things that he was accused of while on this earth if he cast out demons they say he was casting them out through belzebub and so he says how can a kingdom divided stand so he would throw back you know logical questions that will challenge their false accusations but he was accused he he had to go through all of this he was willing to go through all of that and so that's that's because he wanted to seek he has a heart that seeks after the lost do you have a heart that seeks for the lost that that yearns for the lost that a heart that says uh, oh if they don't hear the gospel they're going to go into eternal damnation 
if they don't hear the gospel if they if their lives will not be transformed if they don't know the savior they will perish in sin they will suffer the curses of their own sins do you have the heart that seeks to save that which was lost that's what jesus did if jesus was alive today he would be probably walking into discotheques brothels and talking to people yes that's where probably he would be found maybe he might walk out of some churches also but maybe more found in places where people are struggling in sin hallelujah amen Praise the Lord. And so that's what we need to have. That's the kind of heart that we need to have. Go and seek and save. Quickly, secondly, Matthew 20 and verse 28. While the ma- mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus and they were asking, Lord, grant that one of uh, my son would sit on, my, on your right hand, one on the left, you know, in your kingdom. And Jesus says, no, that, those decisions are with the Father in heaven. And you find Jesus is, you know, for you, you as disciples, you are not to be as those who will look for positions and power and authority. It's the Gentiles who lord it over others. But the Son of Man, why, what did he come for? Matthew 28 verse, sorry, Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve the second aspect of incarnational evangelism is uh, that you come as one who comes to serve that's why i said not as a big boss who's coming to lord it over others and say oh you sinner you need to be saved but as come, those who will come to serve he he came as though as a one who would come and serve them encourage them to believe in him not as someone who came to condemn them, not as someone who came to judge them, but he came as one to save them. And so he comes with a serving attitude. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the kind of posture we take. Not the posture of bossing over others. Not the posture of being an authoritarian. And being harsh and heavy and uh, uh, you know, very uh, rude with people but as one who would serve. Hallelujah. He was very gentle with the sinners, but came with the hypocrites. He was not gentle. He also took the whip. So you have, you need to hold both together. Amen. But you need to know when to apply what. (laughs) Here we're talking about evangelism. We're not talking about, you know, challenging hypocrites and falsehood. But there's some places where he also took the whip in his own house of prayer, he came and he took the whip because they were making money, extorting and keeping the Gentiles house, the Gentiles out of the temple in the space, in the temple courts where the Gentiles should come. They filled the place with money changing, you know, stalls and uh, they were selling doves and all of that. And so he said, my house should be called a house of prayer for all nations because these people were keeping the Gentiles out. And they were making money out of the Lord's house. And there he took the whip. But when it came to meeting with sinners, he went to their homes. He spent time with them. He talked with them. And so the story of uh, the prodigal son actually, uh, more than the story of the prodigal son, it actually speaks of the father's heart. The heart of the father is not to... Uh, condemned but when he sees the son afar off he's standing there with wide open arms of love welcoming the son and and he immediately you know receives him in because he came to him with repentance that's the father's heart and even the elder son who did not understand the father's heart he reaches out to him and says son all i have is yours you belong to me and helps him to understand and so That's the heart of God. He is a God who came down to us, came to seek and save. He comes as one who serves and not as one who comes to lord it over us. And so just as son of man did not come to be served, but to serve, hallelujah. Serving posture as we reach out to people. 
in the same verse the 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 last part and he goes on to say and to give his life a ransom for many son of man came to not to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom sacrifice that's a third part he came to sacrifice he came to die he lived to die he was born to die mm-hmm. it takes sacrifice to evangelize it takes effort you have to be willing to sacrifice your time your energy or comforts it takes effort amen we can't sit back comfortably you know in our comfortable couches and watch tv and expect for souls to be saved through us you have to sweat it out seek and save go after people seek for people look for people if you are looking for people to be saved if you are seeking for people if you are visiting if you are calling if you are uh, reaching out god will give you souls if we don't reach out god will not give us souls amen hallelujah did you take any effort in the last 7 days to reach out to somebody after hearing last sunday's message did you take any effort in the last 7 days after listening to last week's message to reach out to somebody did you seek for anyone did you look for anybody did you call anyone did you talk to anyone did you attempt telling the gospel whether you succeeded or failed second second that's a secondary thing but the primary thing is how we at least attempting if you don't attempt god cannot use us and the anointing that god has given to us is not for us to keep the anointing is for us to be used by god hallelujah and stale waters will start to stink if there's only input and no output it leads to constipation spiritual sickness are you with me this morning hallelujah god will call you to account god will call us to account if we hear the gospel and if we have believed in the gospel and if we've been constantly encouraged and challenged to go and reach out to the lost and if we don't do anything about it god will call us to account on the last day i gave you a life i gave you gifts and talents i gave you my message i gave you my holy spirit i gave you gifts of the holy spirit what did you do with it we don't want to stand with shame in the presence of god on the last day amen hallelujah god is not going to ask us how much money you made how much bank balance you had what was your position in life how many degrees you earned but why has he given all of that so that we will seek and save that which was lost why has he given you that job so that you are in that strategic position and that place for you to seek and save that which was lost so that you can serve that people so that you can be a missionary there so that you can be the servant of god there so that you can carry the light into the darkness there hallelujah why has he kept you in a particular location why did he bring you into the city why why did he want you to be born here so that you will seek and save that which was lost so that you will serve so that you will give your life as a ransom sacrificially serve him that's the incarnational model hallelujah yes thank god jesus died but he also wants us to die with him daily hallelujah that simply means to forsake all as we sang i surrender all forsake all and live for him and do his work hallelujah not be passive just church attendees god is not pleased with passive church attendees who are just want to have a membership in a church for all the good and bad things of life when i want to get married i need a church and a padri to come and solemnize the wedding when i have a baby i need somebody to you know do the dedication for my child when i die i need somebody to give me a decent burial and speak some nice words over me and have a cross 
That's not why we need a church. That's not why God has saved us. That's, that's not the reason we exist as the body of Christ. We exist as the body of Christ to fulfill that mission which Christ has entrusted with. He told Peter, I entrust to you a kingdom. Hallelujah. His kingdom has been entrusted in our hands. You and I have to be responsible servants of his kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You do his work, he will pay you. Hallelujah. Amen. The laborer is due his wages. He will take care of your needs. You, you do his work. That's what Pastor Harry also said last week. You, you, you fulfill his need. He will fulfill your need. Hallelujah. You build his kingdom. He will build your house. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Seek and save. He wants to have a serving posture. And be willing to serve sacrificially. You know, sometimes it's so difficult for us to even make a call to someone. Why is it so difficult to even to just make a phone call to somebody and invite them and talk to them or visit them? But if it's a birthday party, if it's a wedding, if it's a reception, we will be even willing to, you know, take one month off and travel land and sea and go eat that biryani and come. Let's not be at that level. That is not our level. Hallelujah. That is not our level. That is not why we are here. Hallelujah. Amen. We are here still alive because God wants us to reach out, seek and save and to serve and to be sacrificial in serving him. It takes effort. It takes sacrifice. It takes energy. It takes time. It will result in body ache. It will result in tiredness. It will result in weariness. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, nothing should disturb my sleep. Nothing should disturb my eating time. Nothing should disturb the menu that I eat. You know, Saturdays are meant to be, you know, non-vegetarian for us in our house. And so I can't go anywhere because if I go somewhere else, then I'll miss. We can't be too fussy and touchy. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's not be fussy and touchy, but let's get out and start working. Roll up the sleeves and dirty your hands and be willing to serve. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so quickly I'm going to take us through five points. If I don't finish it this morning, we will continue next week. When we lead someone to Christ, in the stages of evangelism, I want us to understand there are people who will go through different phases. And if you are able to identify where they are at, as you reach out to them, as you share the gospel with them, as you attempt or as you come into conversations with somebody who does not know Christ, you'll find them in one of these five stages. And you have to be wise and discerning to identify where they are at and do the right thing at the right time so that you don't miss a golden opportunity because sometimes you need to hit when the iron is hot and then it will bend, right? If you have to bend metal, you have to hit it when it's hot. And so sometimes you have to be right on time and identify this is what is needed and do that. It's sometimes maybe the iron is not hot. If you start hitting at that time, it can bounce back, it can backfire. And so five different stages. Quickly, number one, sympathizer. You will find some people who are sympathizers of the gospel. Remember, coming to Christ very often is not just a one-time sudden event. Most often it's a long process. Very rarely there are some people at the first hearing of the gospel immediately give their life to Christ. Next morning are baptized. You know, Tuesday morning they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Wednesday they're witnessing. Very rarely that happens. 
and it can happen. Believe God for that to happen as well. Amen. God can do that. Amen. Sunday saved, Monday baptized, Tuesday Holy Spirit and Wednesday witnessing, preaching the gospel. Saul did it. Saul did it. when He was touched by the light on the road to Damascus and Ananias ministered to him. But you remember that moment when Ananias went and ministered to Saul was a very strategic moment. If Ananias was not receptive to hear God about Saul, he would have missed touching Saul's life. If Ananias heard God but didn't do anything about it, it feels like I think I'm developing a stomach pain. Because yesterday's biryani last night at the Urban Spatula was very spicy and I think maybe it may not be a good idea to go visit Saul this morning. Uh, it's okay, you know, we might, he might come next Sunday to church if when he comes let me see. Saul would have never showed up. No, you can't wait. Clearly the spirit of God spoke to him. And clearly when he knew that this is the time to go meet him, he had to go meet him. And at the right moment when he met him, he ministered to him and Saul's life was touched and transformed. The Bible says that immediately he went to proclaim, to preach the gospel. Even before he he was introduced to the disciples and even before people could believe that he really came to know Christ, they were even suspicious. This man who was attacking churches and putting people to death and he had just put Stephen to death is now proclaiming the gospel. You see, some miraculous way, overnight you can find some people suddenly getting saved and immediately moving very quickly. If that happens through you, praise God. But very often it's sometimes a long process. A long process. And so you might find some people at this stage. Um, number one, we call it a sympathizer. Someone who sympathizes with the gospel. Some, someone, and let me give you an example. Probably they studied in a Christian school or Christian college. Or probably they had a Christian neighbor or a tenant or a house owner. <laughs> Maybe they went to VBS or Sunday school when they were kids. Or maybe somebody came and ministered to them and they had a need. Maybe some way there has been some input. Some way they have a good impression of Christians and Christ. I hope people have a good impression of Christians. Maybe they have a good impression. That's what the Bible calls the man of peace. When you go into a house and if you find a man and if... And if He's a worthy person. Stay there in his house, Jesus says, when he sent him out two by two. So a man of peace. This is, I'm talking very much at a level of pre-evangelism. When you're just building relationships, when you're talking to people, when you're looking at someone and saying, Lord, touch this person. You help me to know them. Maybe it might be a friend, it might be a relative, it might be a colleague, it might be a neighbor. Whoever it might be. It might be even your own family member. They, say, they see Jesus in a certain way. Muslims see Jesus as a prophet. Or maybe they've been touched by, you know, a Christian institution or some help or some, uh, you know, whatever they received, education or healthcare or whatever. Something has touched them. They say, I like Jesus. You know, I uh, listen to those TV programs and all that. Some, some way they are open. They are not hostile. You find that people very often are, are at these three levels, you know, when you encounter them at, a, at the first stage. They're either hostile to the gospel or neutral. Indians are usually very neutral. They will neither say yes nor no for anything. Would you like to have a cup of coffee? It's okay, it's okay. Yes or no? No. It's neither yes nor no. So usually, they're not opposing you. At the same time, they're not accepting what you're saying. Very neutral stage. Third stage is where they are very open to the gospel. That's the level of sympathizer. They sympathize. Oh, very nice. What you all do is very nice. 
so what do you do in church a church we come together we worship and all that but we as a church we actually we are here we are serving people we are reaching out to people we are helping those who are in need we help with people's you know education and health and things like that and and beyond that we help with people who are struggling in their life in their marriage in their parenting with children so many situations in life and this is what we do as a church you just talk about what you do they will be so oh wow nice good you all are really doing a great job so the car mechanic we met whom we know for a long time you know was going through a crisis and he was going to be thrown out because there was a court case he was battling where he had this shed and so at that moment point of need we you know we talked to him a little bit about uh, how god can help him when you know he's struggling and he was very depressed and he didn't have enough money he was battling this um, uh, court case and his assistants were leaving so he was in a very uh, difficult place and so we talked with him and said you know don't worry you know god is there to help you we can pray for you and when we asked him can we pray for you this for this court case he said yes sympathizer to the gospel and the moment he we finished praying he fell at my father's feet he was so touched and then in a few weeks or months following we don't know what happened to the case but only thing we heard from him was that he moved out from from that place to a much better place a very large place and he set up his own huge shed and his house as well and the next time we go he says sir you came and prayed last time look at this he's sympathizer to the gospel so we give him a jesus film cd we give him a new testament right are you with me so identify where people are at that's when you can do the right thing but if someone is hostile straight away you can't say i'm can i pray for you right now can you close your eyes with me no that will be that will backfire right so you discover who they are the centurion who came to jesus for the sake of his uh, servant was a sympathizer <laughs> was sympathizer he came to jesus with an he 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 came he he knew he could do something for his servant number 2 seeker some people are looking for the truth asking questions searching going to places of pilgrimage reading different uh, holy books of different faiths watching different programs Nicodemus was one like that. He came to Jesus. He in a very sneaky way he came. In John chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. Now there was a Pharisee. A man named Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night. <laughs> While there were Pharisees challenging him all through the day. Here and there. why would he not come to jesus in the day publicly and say jesus come on who who are you tell us what are you speaking we believe that you come from god but explain yourself he didn't come challenge jesus publicly he came to jesus at night why did john want to record even that detail obviously there are reasons for that and so a man nicodemus who was a member of the jewish ruling council he came to jesus at night and said rabbi we know that you are a teacher who has come from god straight affirmation Rabbi we know that you are a teacher who has come from God there's no doubt about it for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God was not with him and Jesus replied verily verily i say unto you no one can see the kingdom of god unless they are born again they need to be regenerated their hearts their soul has to be here is a teacher of israel nicodemus himself a pharisee comes and recognizes that jesus is a teacher but he is not like us what is making this difference he was a seeker and then he goes on with a follow up question how can someone be born when they are old 
can they enter back a mother's womb and be born again nicodemus asked surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born and jesus goes on to say unless you're born of the water and the spirit unless when the spirit of god comes and regenerates your life brings about this revelation that you are a sinner and you need a savior and so it's not just by keeping the law that you can be saved because you never can keep it fully but you need grace and by faith in the one who could save you you will be saved that's what jesus was essentially telling him there that you need to be regenerated by the work of the spirit and so he was a seeker came and comes at night let me tell you something this statement of nicodemus would hardly be the statement or the language of a disapproving inquirer when nicodemus says rabbi we know that you are a teacher who has come from god for no one could perform the signs you are doing if god was not with him this would not be the language of someone who comes to oppose who is questioning with an intention to oppose you understand that so he's obviously coming with an open mind that's why we call it seeker so some people you might also encounter some people who will question to say that what you believe is not right and what i believe is right there will also be that kind of people but this is a seeker who's come with the open mind affirming lord you are someone different how how are you doing these signs of god was not with him but what is the difference between you and us what what is this explain yourself who are you seeker some people are at that level they've they've heard about jesus but they have not heard clearly and their questions have not been answered yet right now this is not the language of a disapproving inquirer but a genuine seeker why do we know that because in john 7 and verse verse 50 and 51 you find that when others were opposing jesus publicly nicodemus spoke up to a group of unbelieving pharisees against unlawfully seizing jesus would somebody read john chapter 7 verse 50 and 51 nicodemus he who came to jesus by night being one of them said to them does a law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing they answered and said to him are you also from galilee search and look for no prophet has arise arisen out of galilee yeah so nicodemus is actually speaking in defense of jesus can you see that among the group of pharisees when they are trying to you know corner jesus they are asking don't you have to give a sufficient room for him to explain himself can we take a one sided stand and just judge him without hearing him out and then the others are saying are you also with him so obviously probably between chapter 3 and 7 maybe nicodemus came to believe in jesus most likely yes probably so it scripture does not say us say to us directly but we probably can infer that way John 19 verse 39 after Jesus ro- uh, was you know died on the cross read John 19 verse 39 also John 19 39 and Nicodemus who at first came to Jesus by night hmm. also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes about 100 pounds then he took the body of jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices as the custom of the jews so is to bury it is the same nicodemus right so most likely he became a believer on the lord jesus he came as a seeker amen hallelujah so must be maybe somebody is a sympathizer maybe you interacting with someone and you identify they are a sympathizer to the gospel maybe somebody else has come to the stage of being a seeker third stage 
someone who believes in Jesus is not yet become a fully devoted follower of Christ i'm distinguishing here from someone who has a belief in Jesus also someone who has a belief in Jesus also not yet a fully devoted follower of Jesus not yet become a disciple of Christ there's a difference between the both in our context most people believe in Jesus also because you already have too many gods and goddesses and to add one more plus one is not a very big difficulty to add one more to the picture on the wall to have one more icon on the table a cross not a big difficulty they'll open their wallet and show see i have a picture of a cross inside i have the picture of jesus in my wallet but you will also find this there's a there's certain amount of belief right but they they probably have not heard the gospel fully they probably have not heard the gospel the right way and maybe we need to talk to them hear them out what they believe in what they think about jesus what they think about who he is and what he has done and what he would do for them i would say the rich young man who came to jesus probably was someone like him i may not be able to find the exact examples in scriptures like a context like ours but to understand the principle i am giving you some examples and so when you go out there don't look for the exact same one like that rich young man and he and you might not find someone who comes and tells you the same statements right so to find understand the principle to drive at the point someone who just believes but yet not come to be a fully devoted follower of christ that's what we are talking about mark 10 verses 17 to 27 uh, i'm just going to read for us some highlights from there not the whole passage mark 10 yeah that i may inherit eternal life can we pause there he says good teacher what must i do to you know inherit eternal life he's coming to the right person asking the right question so jesus said to him why do you call, call me, good? me good yeah no one is good but one that is god you know the commandments do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not bear false witness do not defraud honor your father and your mother and he answered and said to him teacher all these i have observed from my youth <laughs> teacher all these i have observed from my youth i know everything what you are saying i believe in all of that i know it so there's some amount of belief there right some amount of knowledge he still not come to faith in christ in the sense of committing his life and asking god to come and be the lord of his life but he believes and so sometimes people will be knowledge comes first for some people they ask they inquiring they're hearing they're assimilating information taking in and sometimes those things will you know be processing and they'll be processing and thinking about those things and and then faith in Christ follows for some others faith comes first and then they begin to understand they had a need a miracle happened they immediately said i'll throw everything out and i follow jesus just blindly they believe and then they begin to understand who jesus is why he came how he died on the cross he rose again how he forgives sins how he gives us eternal life they come to become a disciple later on so case by case to case it will diff- be different person to person it will be different sometimes knowledge comes first and faith follows or sometimes faith comes first and then the knowledge and the explanation the understanding follows are you with me amen so see where they are and 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 deal accordingly that's what i'm saying so here was a man who is having some amount of belief he he believed in the scriptures but what do i do to get eternal life was a question and when jesus said follow all these commands jesus knew where he's going no so jesus is also taking it step by step he didn't go to the answer straight away 
sometimes he would take them through and make sure he helps them to see where they lack right what they actually need to do to experience eternal life it is not just saying uh, okay you need eternal life come on pray the prayer after me lord jesus forgive my sins he didn't do that because he understood the condition of the man he knows the scriptures he is inquiring but there is something in his heart that does not allow him to believe in jesus and become a disciple of christ there is something that is hindering him and that's what jesus was going after because only when that is dealt with he will really become a fully devoted follower of jesus amen so he says oh all these i've kept from a boy as when i was a boy was 21 yeah. and jesus that's the amazing phrase there what does it say then jesus looking at him loved him and said jesus looking at him and did what everybody said aloud loved him. loved him hallelujah didn't condemn him and said to him one thing you lack go your way sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me <laughs> he was a rich man and so for the rich man jesus says go sell all that you have because his heart was on his riches that's why you need the discerning of the holy spirit amen to know what is hindering them to know what to speak when to know the heart to know the background to know the intentions to know what is within the spirit of god will reveal it to you at that moment for which you need to pray and be a prepared messenger more than having a prepared message it's more important to be a prepared messenger than to have a prepared it's easy to have a prepared message if you know the art of public speaking even an unbeliever can take scriptures and you see many politicians also do that trump will also do that they can quote scriptures like left right and center right anybody who knows how to take up some idea and speak can do it but what can make you an effective minister is to be a prepared messenger hallelujah hallelujah prepare your heart more than asking god to prepare their heart let god prepare your heart so that you are ready and well equipped so that you have the spirit of discerning when you speak to someone god will you will be at a place where god can reveal what's going on in someone's life you will have the word of knowledge the word of knowledge of what happened what's going on in their life what are they struggling with what are their needs and you minister to that need but he was sad yeah. at this word and <laughs> went away grieved for he had great wealth. great wealth so he did not become a believer in christ he did believe in the word of god he did believe that jesus can give him the answer for eternal life there are so many people who will be at this stage they believe that jesus is god right there are so many people you will meet who will believe that jesus is divine they will not have any problems with that on the divinity of christ they will not have problems with the teachings of christ they will know it's wonderful teaching turn the other cheek where did it come from everybody uses it it's from the scriptures so they like the teachings of christ gandhi himself they say followed many of the teachings of christ when he fought for freedom the whole idea of non violence they like the principles of scriptures but then to become a disciple of jesus is a whole different matter don't think that because they say oh i also believe in jesus <laughs> but when you say i also believe in jesus have you do you say that you believe in jesus also is the question you need to ask when they say i also believe in jesus the question you not ask them but ask in the sense you need to be thinking through is that are they believing in jesus also or in jesus 
Aleluia. You get that? You, do you understand this stage? So what do we do at this stage? We need discerning, yes. We need to identify what hinders them from fully becoming a follower of Jesus and help them through that. There is no one simple, easy formula that you can use and then when you use that formula, then immediately they will be saved. It depends from person to person. And that's why you need the grace of God. You also need to be well uh, equipped with the word of God. Read the scriptures well. If you have to do evangelism, read the scriptures well. You need to know these stories. You need to know what Jesus did. You need to know the teachings. And so when you're talking about something to someone, you can immediately connect back and say, you know, the Bible says this. You know, when Jesus was on this, and this is the kind of miracle that he did, and this is what he can do for you, you need to know the scriptures well. But that does not mean that you need to have a doctorate before you can actually start sharing the gospel. Use what you have. Go with the strength you have. God will give you the grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Our time is up. We will stop now. We have a few more to go. Let's pray this morning that God will give us the wisdom and the grace to seek after people, to go after people. You have to be going after people. You have to be constantly at it. Not do random um, attempts. Not to do feeble random attempts that will fail. Listen a minute. Not to do random feeble attempts that will fail. But you need to be on the job. Aggressive. Constantly going after it. If you need something, you need to go after it. You will not get what you want unless you go after what you want. You will not get what you want unless you go after what you want. If you want souls, you need to go after souls. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't sit back and say, oh, we'll just, see, my gift is, uh, God has given me a gift of prayer. And so I will keep on praying. And then God will throw currency notes from heaven. Prayer is a lifeline for everybody. So that's no, no special gift. My ministry is only prayer ministry. Who said so? Where is it in the Bible? Everybody has to pray. Don't deceive yourself with this kind of false jargon false ideas that people have talked about and we pick it up and then we use it. The great commission is for every disciple of Christ. Oh, no, no, my calling is not to uh, preach the gospel. My calling is only equip people. So I will not tell about Jesus to anybody. Wrong. Even some preachers have gone that way and say, no, no, my calling is only to teach the believers. I will not go and talk about Jesus to an unbeliever. The great commission is for every disciple of Christ to go and preach the gospel and to make disciples. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me pray and ask for God's will if God wants me to do this or not. No, there is a command that is given. We have to obey. No, no question of praying and finding out whether that is the will of God. It is already the revealed will of God. Don't pray about what is already revealed. Whether this is we have to do it or not. Scripture says, what scripture says? We have to do it. We don't have to be praying about it. Hallelujah. So don't pray too much and with no work. Just prayer with no action will not lead to any result. Hello? I know I'm rocking some people's boats probably this morning. Terribly. And maybe even capsizing it. And I don't mind throwing you in the water so that you will start swimming. Even if you don't know how to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Harry, for that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't just sit there and pray, pray, pray and don't do it without doing anything. 
you have to get out on the street you have to go to your neighbor's house you need to talk to a colleague and just don't oh i'm going to start ministry for you know in my house and so i'll gather all believers from other churches and start prayer fellowship nonsense that is not ministry this is how lot of people are doing lot all kinds of ministries and confusing others also and don't go for such meetings also where simply people are just gathering and just singing hallelujah praise the lord some speaker comes and prays how long will you just come go to somebody's house and keep on listening will somebody pray and say some prophecy for me my son will go to america my daughter will marry a thin tall fair boy when can we get out of those kind of syndrome most christians are in this place this level when that's what when the writer of hebrews is saying so beautifully in chapter 5 when you ought to be teachers yourselves are you still needing to be fed with the elementary truths and i think nobody here is at that elementary level you're all at a place where you have to be teachers leading others and bringing non-christians bill unbelievers into your house and you need to be discipling them teaching them the word of god you are not at a place where somebody has to lay a hand on your head and tell you what will happen to you you have to lay hands on others head hallelujah nobody here is at that level where you need somebody to tell what will happen to you you are all at the level of ministering to others don't stop with prayer start acting we cannot do without god we need to pray that's why i talked about being a prepared messenger but at the same time just praying will not produce everything you need to act whatever it is as i said currency notes will not fall from heaven when you just pray you have to go to work amen we all need to work each one there is a work that god wants us to do a life work he wants us to a paid job he gives us do it that's when then god will bless whatever he does what does it say whatever he does prospers avan seivadellam edume seiyama enna vaaikkum without doing anything what will prosper hallelujah amen shall we pray shall we stand together and pray hallelujah hold the hand of the person standing next to you oh god use us oh god use us lord you given us such a precious message lord oh you given us lord a message that can save someone from destruction a message that can lord uh, transform their life on this earth also a message that can change the destiny of generations to come just if you touch this one level one generation just imagine what's going to happen to all the next generations for generations thousand generations they will be believers if you touch one person one family just imagine generation after generation they will follow jesus they will receive the gift of eternal life hallelujah tell the lord lord i don't want to come to you empty handed lord oh god hallelujah god will open doors if you start seeking if you start seeking god will open doors god will open hearts because god loves people more than anything god loves people when he came and gave his own life oh hallelujah how much he wants to reach out to people he has put us in this world to do that hallelujah lord jesus we don't want to be silent anymore we don't want to be quiet anymore hallelujah we don't want to just have a nice christian party anymore hallelujah but we want to act oh god we want to step out in faith we want to go and reach out to people we want to seek people the rich people lord the educated people the affluent people lord the people in high positions in society the people who are lord intellectuals the people who are inquirers 
We're people who are seekers. Hallelujah. Oh God, give us a grace, oh Father. You've given us education. You've given us jobs. You've given us good positions. You kept us in certain good levels, oh Father, of influence. Father, we don't want to keep quiet, oh God. But we want to start reaching out to people, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've given us jobs. You've given us businesses. You've made us homemakers. You've given us time. If you are a homemaker, you have time in all the world to go and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How can you keep silent every day? Oh, make me to touch somebody's life. Every day, help me to visit someone. Every day, help me to bring someone to my house. Every day, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Oh, hallelujah. Make me a soul winner. Jesus, hallelujah. Give me the courage and the boldness to step out boldly. Help me to just pray and go out. Hallelujah. Help me to pray and go out and talk to someone in the street. Help me to pray out and go across the road. Hallelujah. Help me to cross the road, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Many of us are unable to cross the road. Lord, if we just cross the road, God will give people. Hallelujah. Oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us to cross the road. Help us to cross the road. Bless everybody, we pray. We commit ourselves in your mighty hands. We love you, we worship you, we honor you. Bless everyone, Lord. Thank you for the gifts, the talents, the grace that you've given to each one. And overall, you've given them the anointing and your very presence and your power. Use it for your glory. Use them for your glory. Help us to receive many testimonies of how you use your children in a powerful way. Bless them, encourage them, strengthen them, use them. Every morning as they wake up, Lord, give them a new vision for the day. Give them a new vision for the day. Bring to remembrance of someone, show somebody to them whom they should meet, whom they should talk to. Bless them, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.